Welcome! You are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney-turned-alchemist and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. This show was created for courageous souls willing to step out of their comfort zone and design a new way of life. You'll gain inspired midlife wisdom from those who have done it as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen, and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Hello, and welcome to Magnetic Monday with Dawn. I am so thrilled to be with you here for the first time on Circle. I'm thrilled that our Overseas Life Redesign community has moved. And I can't wait to talk about the topic tonight because it's so, so important and intimately so for me as uh, I'm going to share some pretty um, personal details about my experience with the healthcare system uh, in Mexico. I've already kind of talked about my experiences in the United States in my book, Claim Your Dream Life. But today we are going to talk about how to access top shelf healthcare at bargain prices in Mexico. As I was preparing for this talk, actually just last night, I was watching 60 Minutes with Tom and they did a segment that uh, they called Medical Middlemen, Broken System Making It Harder for Hospitals and Patients to Get Some Life-Saving Drugs. And I've actually talked about this before. Uh, The first quarter we talked about health a lot. And then, of course, this, this quarter it's on wealth. And the two are definitely related when it comes to the economic piece. But... Um, I talked then about uh, some other uh, drug shortages that existed, but this one was really um, particularly egregious in my mind because we know that American hospitals have been living with serious drug shortages for more than a decade. And most days they say nearly 300 essential drugs can be in short supply. It's a huge number. But after months of investigation, 60 Minutes found that it's really not a matter of supply and demand. The drugs are needed and the ingredients are easy to make. It's that the pharmaceutical companies have stopped producing many uh, life-saving generic drugs because they make too little money on it. The profit just isn't there. And yet, year after year, the U.S. government stays on the sidelines as these companies take drug production offline And the doctors are very concerned that these drug shortages are really impacting patient care in particular. And if you didn't see it, I highly recommend you watch it. Um, You can actually just go on the uh, website. Uh, I just looked up uh, 60minutes.com to get some of the details for uh, that I wanted to share with you. But it was about a drug for childhood leukemia, which is actually curable. Um, My husband's father had a sister when she was seven who died of leukemia. This was, of course, many, many years ago, and there was no cure. I mean, it it was a death sentence in most cases, and that is not the case today. It is a curable disease. 
But unfortunately, the new brand name drugs can run up to $100,000 per dose. In contrast, the drug uh, Vincristine is a low margin generic drug that's actually been around since the 1960s. And it costs $5 a dose in the United States. There were previously only, they were down to only two manufacturers. And one of those two actually stopped making it for U.S. hospitals. And they said it was a business decision because, well, they could just earn more money making more profitable drugs than Vincristine. So I thought one uh, complaint I had about 60 Minutes' piece was that they just talked about it in a U.S. context. So I got curious and said, well, what is it like? Uh, globally. What's what's the situation globally? Well, interestingly enough, um, a quick Google search revealed that uh, there was a, a Thai news outlet that said, uh, since becoming aware of the issue, we are trying to disseminate uh, more news so that people are aware of the issue. We contacted five companies in India with more than enough stocks that have already met standard regulatory requirements and even gotten FDA approvals from certain other countries And they listed five Indian companies that make this drug. And it said prices are only uh, between 45 and 51 rupees. That's less than one U.S. dollar. So the fact is there, this is something that is available. And for whatever reason, the U.S. market is blocked to competition. And that is by design. And it's it's really tragic because uh, they interviewed some of a couple of mothers with children. Their treatments are being disrupted because they go for their appointments and they need to be on a certain schedule and they can't have their appointments because they have no availability of the treatment. So that that is just a, a really uh, tragic situation. We've seen it before where, oh, in fact, we've seen it over and over again in the U.S., where it's profit over people. It seems to be a a situation that that, uh, people are okay with. We know this isn't the case in other countries. They uh, step in and do try to more closely regulate the situation. The FDA seems to have a revolving door. Uh, Big pharma executives uh, shuffle in and out of the uh, regular, there's the, you know, the fox watching the hen house, if you will, and it is not a, a good situation at all. And I, this isn't, as I mentioned, the first time I've brought this up. If you are familiar with my book, Claim Your Dream Life, I, I say flat out that Americans do not get what they pay for. In fact, the United States spends 18% of gross domestic product on healthcare consumption, while other nations spend about half of that. And while the US is number one in spending, the quality comes in at about number 37. And so top shelf medical care, in my opinion, is just not found in the United States. And I know uh, when we were in the United States, we, we lived in Florida for six years, and uh, particularly in season when all of the seniors came down uh, for the winter, it was impossible to even get an appointment. 
And so, I mean, you would wait, you know, maybe three, four, six months um, ahead. You would have to schedule appointments if you wanted to go in to, to even get uh, an appointment, a doctor's appointment. So, of course, when we got to Mexico, uh, I uh, kept my current insurance for a while because I, I had a pretty good plan. It was uh, reasonable. I thought it was reasonably priced. Um, I waited two years before I went to get uh, a new policy, and I didn't have current medical records as a result. And so I had gone to Dr. Greta, a British physician on the island, got a full physical and a letter for her from her for my insurance company and to to indicate that I was in good health so that I could get could get the coverage I got. And that letter and the physical cost 600 pesos, which is the equivalent of about $30 US. And the coverage that I got was uh, was great. It was uh, the premium started out at $110 a month three years ago. Now it has gone up a few dollars. Um, the renewal notice I just got this month for effective June, the premium's going up to $131. Now I was paying uh, probably double that before I got this policy. So while I, I thought my policy was pretty good that I had, I was really pleased with what I was able to find uh, globally. Now this is a global insurance policy with a $5 million policy limit with a $2,500 deductible. That is cut in half, uh, reduced by 50% if I use in-network providers. And of course, here's the rub. It excludes the United States. It only covers 30 days of emergency coverage in the United States. So what has happened is this global insurance company has made a business decision that by opting out of this bloated, overpriced medical system, sickness system, really, it's not a wellness system, it's a sickness system, it is passing that savings on to the insureds. So, you know, if I travel back to the United States and, and I do need uh, coverage, I do have it, but it is for 30 days. Now, what is great is I just reviewed this policy just because I hadn't looked at it for a while. Fortunately, I have not needed to use it. And in fact, it does cover evacuation services. So if I'm traveling around the globe and I need to be evacuated for medical reasons, I have that coverage. It covers ambulance care, which I know was a big deal in the United States. People would frequently get left high and dry by their insurance because, oh, we don't cover ambulances or private ambulance. We don't cover that ambulance, whatever it is. So ambulance services are covered. And not only that, I read that it also covered a facility to facility transfer. So if you go to one medical center and it turns out, oh, you need to go to this other one, it's going to cover that transfer as well. In fact, I was surprised to see, happy to see, I guess, um, that if you should pass somewhere and need your remains recovered, there's $50,000 worth of coverage there. And I was um, thrilled to find out that because I'm not residing in the United States, that I actually have the ability to market these plans through uh, opats.com to be able to offer these uh, this great policy. And I shopped around. I looked at many, many different options for global health insurance, as well as in-country coverage um, that was just available you know, for coverage here in Mexico. And I elected this one because of the reputation it has. Uh, as I mentioned, I haven't uh, actually filed 
any claims because I haven't had to use it, knock on wood, right? It's I've always sort of looked at health insurance as a catastrophic coverage item, um, you know, paying a little bit for coverage in the event. I always said I could take a $10,000 hit. I couldn't take a $100,000 hit. So I was willing to pay a smaller premium for uh, having, you know, uh, the risk that I might have to pay more if something were to happen, if I were to file a claim. Now, as I was preparing, I also wanted to uh, double check to see if there were some updated figures on the average cost of insurance in the United States. And I did find the Kaiser Family Foundation's 2021 health employer health benefit survey showed the annual premiums for employer-sponsored family health care coverage reached $22,221 this year. And that was up... Um, as as a result, um, it's you know they keep going up. The the costs uh, premiums certainly don't keep going down, and um, it the quote I found was uh, in a year when the pandemic continued to cause health and economic disruption, there were only modest changes in the cost of employer provided health benefits, according to um, one of the Kaiser uh, executives, and he said that that might be a fluke. Because the past two years, of course, people haven't, they've um, not gone in for procedures, for, you know, elective surgeries and non-emergency care because of COVID. And so they believe that the premiums for 2022 will be higher because of the, you know, increased utilization starting at the end of 2021 when when COVID was uh, abating. So this means that since 2011, average family premiums are up 47%, while wages went up 31%, and consumer prices increased 19% during the same period. Of course, that doesn't include 2022 numbers, which we've seen some pretty staggering inflationary numbers as well. So I wanted to share with you the... Um, personal experiences that Tom and I have had recently because, and also talk a little bit more about our philosophy. I talked about it uh, first quarter when we were uh, focused on health, as I mentioned, but we both had milestone birthdays this past year. Um, In December, Tom turned 70. A couple months earlier, I had turned 60. And so we decided that we uh, wanted to uh, get physicals. Tom hadn't had one since uh, we left in, in 2017 when he turned 65. He went ahead and got his free Medicare uh, physical and they gave him a workover. Um, they couldn't believe he, at 65 he was on no prescription medications, no chronic illnesses. They put him on a, a you know, the 20 minute stress test, you know, incline like a mountain and he passed with flying colors. Couldn't believe that he was as in good health as he was. And I also got, you know, most of my checkups done before we left. But we have uh, always felt that our the best health plan is to have good health. Now, I know, you know, things happen and, and that's not always possible, but I do believe it is within our control. And we do, in fact, dig our graves with our teeth, diet, exercise, stress levels, managing your stress levels can really go a long ways to making sure that we are healthy if we take responsibility for it. 
because of these milestone birthdays, we said, yeah, I think it's time for a checkup. Let's look under the hood. Let's get the oil change. Let's, uh, you know, check the brakes, all that stuff, right? When you, you maintain your car, you got to maintain your body too. So here's what we did. Uh, live about two blocks away from a lab we have been going to for COVID tests. And when I left the country the last time to get, I got my COVID test, I inquired about getting full blood work tests done as well, if we needed a doctor's order to do that. And they said, no, you can just come in and, and they do speak English down there, which is lovely. And but my Spanish is decent. I can, I can do that too. So uh, I had her write down on a, or she wrote down on a piece of paper for me what this might look like, what the cost would be for this, this full blood test. And so on a random Thursday or Friday, we just walked down the street. Uh, they open at seven in the morning, close at one. And so we went down at, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning after coffee. Actually, no, I think we skipped coffee, as a matter of fact, because we were having our blood test. So we just got up and went down for blood test. We walked in without an appointment. We paid we paid four thousand four hundred and forty pesos, which is about two hundred and twenty dollars for uh, blood, full blood and urine tests. Tom also got a PSA test and I threw in a thyroid te uh, test to check. It was totally our choice what we wanted to get. So they took our blood. The phlebotomist was top notch, never even really felt the pinprick, did a great job. We went home. By six o'clock that afternoon, actually, I think it was even earlier that we had our blood test delivered via email to us. They did not go directly to our doctor. There was no requirement that that happened. So we then went, uh, I went on and I messaged Dr. Greta, our British physician, wonderful physician that's, um, I'd say she's probably in her 60s, been practice in, in practice for a long, long time. We scheduled our physical exams. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. Is it time to go? Are you starving for adventure and new experiences? Ready to lower your living costs and upgrade your quality of life? Do you long for the freedom to live anywhere with the economic satisfaction of earning in paradise? Imagine waking up in paradise every day saying, pinch me, is this real? You can live a happier, healthier, and more joyful life. Don't know where to start? Then grab our free paradise checklist to begin dreaming again and start defining your paradise. It's waiting for you at paradisechecklist.com.
Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. We went into her office here on the island. We didn't have to go to Cancun, and she spent a full 30 to 45 minutes apiece with us going over our blood work in detail. We had full physicals. They took our blood pressure, weight, um, you know, stethoscope, the whole, well, I got a, uh, she did a breast exam with me. She used to be a gynecologist, but is a, a general physician now here on the island. And um, she really, you know, paid attention to us. I know Tom said when he went in for his Medicare exam, he was sitting there and the doctor was in front of a computer screen the whole time. And he finally said, doc, hey, doc, I'm over here. Look at me. I'm your patient. Instead, and, and the doctor got kind of mad at him. And uh, he's like, I'm over here. I, you know, I'm, I'm your patient. So I don't know if he was, he, maybe he was making notes or something. But Dr. Greta didn't do that. She was, you know, looking us in the eye. Now, uh, we also had our blood work from our 2017 tests. So we were a, both able to take in our old blood work and our new blood work for her to be able to do a comparison. So we could see, you know, what was our normal range, right? It, there's a range of, of what's normal. So, and the exciting thing was Tom had actually lowered his A1C. He's been pre-diabetic for 10 years. And um, he, if you ask him, he'll tell you, he actually said uh, when he found this out, Initially, he said, I sat down and I had a conversation with my pancreas and we made a deal. And I said, I will eat less sugar if you produce more insulin. And that apparently has worked for his favor. And he doesn't eat sugar. He, you know, used to have a, a little bit of ice cream occasionally. None of that anymore. He doesn't eat any desserts. He drinks one cup of coffee a day, puts a tiny bit of sugar in there to take out the bitterness. Other than that, he does not eat sugar and his numbers reflect it. Mine have always been pretty good. I don't eat a lot of sugar either, but it is something that we can control. I did a, an interview with Karen Rosenberg here on the island that runs a diabetes clinic here and sugar is a huge problem in Mexico. I have seen a great response from that um, podcast that, that uh, we did on sugar in Mexico. Anyway, so I have been seeing a chiropractor, Dr. Ben. He used to hear, be living here on the island, but unfortunately he moved to Progresso about four hours away. He has been coming here once a month and he's actually been staying at our place uh, because so far, uh, fortunately, we've had room for him uh, on the two nights that he's come over to see patients. And he's seen a lot of patients. He sees, I don't know, gosh, 25 to 30 patients per uh, trip when he comes over once a month because he's uh, developed quite a, a following here on the island. So I was unfortunately in two car accidents when I was younger. So my neck got tweaked in both cases. And so as we've made huge project uh, progress in the last oh, 18 months to two years since I've been seeing Dr. Ben, but you know, we were kind of curious what was going on with my neck and I hadn't had x-rays for a while. So I asked Dr. Greta, said, you know, Dr. Ben would like to see some x-rays of my neck to, you know, assist with my treatment. And so we went online to the lab that, that does the x-rays and there was a whole lot of choices on there and she didn't know which ones he wanted. So while I was at my doctor's office, I texted Dr. Ben and said, hey, Dr. Ben, what are the views that you would like? for these x-rays of my necks. 
And lo and behold, he texted me right back and said exactly what he wanted. I showed Dr. Greta the text message from Dr. Ben, and she was able to write the order exactly for what Dr. Ben needed for my neck x-rays. And then I needed a mammogram. So she put the mammogram order on there. And then I had gotten a, a my first colonoscopy at age 50. I did have a couple of polyps and one of them was a not so good kind. My grandmother had colon cancer and my mother had had an issue with polyps. So I said, mm, I need this is something I need to keep an eye on. Tom went in and got his exam. Again, 30, 45 minutes, full physical and review of his blood work. And when we went to pay, the fee was 1,000 pesos for both of us. That's the equivalent of $50 for two full physicals for about an hour to an hour and a half consult with a well-qualified English-speaking doctor. So after I got the order for the x-ray, she told me where to go. She said, Salud Digna is in Cancun. I went on the same website that she had pulled up to figure out which ones to order. I went and found the exact x-rays that she had written down on my order. And I also found the mammogram and it was great. I was able to schedule my appointment and for each x-ray, they allotted 10 minutes. So I had starting at one o'clock, I had one, 110, 1.30. Uh, so it was supposed to be 40 minutes for my x-rays. And then I scheduled a two o'clock mammogram. At the same facility you you can uh, order it online and you can actually pay it online as well unfortunately my us credit card didn't work but i decided i wanted to pay it because the total was going to be 1550 pesos but if i paid it in advance there was a 10 percent discount so i got the uh, the payment instructions tom actually went down and to the little oxo it's like a 711 and they take payments it's a, a payment place for people in mexico that don't make payments so we took the the 1400 pesos and i got four sets of x-rays and a mammogram for 70 dollars us and so i went i took the ferry over and jumped on a 10 peso colectivo 50 cent bus and went over to their facility it was an amazing modern, well-run facility with completely on-time appointments. I walked in, I went up to the counter, they gave me a receipt that had all of the appointment times on it, as well as a login and a password that I would be able to use afterwards to be able to access all of my medical records. And then I uh, had the ability to, to send them on to my doctor. They weren't sent directly to my doctor. So I had a wonderful x-ray technician and he in fact got all of my x-rays done in 30 minutes instead of 40 minutes. So I had uh, multiple angles of my neck and I'd also had some arthritis in my right hand. So I had requested that and uh, we did a, an x-ray of my uh, right hand. They said they will be there by six o'clock that night and they were. I got an email that they were available. I took used my login and password. I went in, I got access to my x-rays and I forward them on to my doctors. I sent the uh, x-rays to Dr. Ben, my chiropractor, and I sent the mammogram off to Dr. Greta for her evaluation. I love that because I don't have any access to my medical records. Um, God bless her, my gynecologist in, uh, in Florida retired. I wouldn't even have a clue how to get access to my medical records now that she 
is not even in business anymore. Her practice got wiped out during Hurricane Michael when it hit Panama City. So she has since retired. I do, you know, have copies of, of some of the things I've kept, but, and I do have copies of the report from my first colonoscopy, fortunately, uh, paper documents in my file, but too often it's difficult in the United States to um, have access to your own medical records. So then I uh, went ahead and got in touch with the recommended doctor, uh, Dr. Greta said to see for the colonoscopy. And it's a very modern colon center in Cancun. It's just a small little office, but uh, modern equipment. The doctor has actually been doing uh, the endoscopies for over 20 years. He's been in practice for over 35 years, speaks uh, English and Spanish. I had a young anesthesiologist who was very, uh, also spoke English, very sharp young man. And I just went on to Facebook. Actually, I found him on Facebook. I sent him a message. They said, they gave me a WhatsApp number. They said, please contact us on WhatsApp. So I, I did that. I sent him my number and my, uh, my name and, and they provided all of the instructions in English. They told me what the prep was. The prep uh, was 600 pesos, the equivalent of $30 US. And they said the fee for the entire uh, procedure was 8,000 pesos, about $400. And then if there was a, a lab uh, biopsy needed if for any polyps, it would be 1,500 pesos or about $75. So I uh, went to a pharmacy on, here on the island. They did not have the prep. So uh, we had actually gone to Progresso. Uh, and I got to see Dr. Ben. He actually reviewed all of the x-rays with me. He said I had a perfectly good hand, couldn't see anything that was wrong structurally, you know, with my bones on my hand, which is good because I play tennis and um, wanted to make sure that that uh, there was nothing going on there. He didn't charge me anything for that, actually, because he doesn't charge us for treatments because we are to allow him to stay here and see his patients here uh, when we have room at our vacation villa. And I like to do that because we get multiple treatments. He'll, he comes in on a Sunday, leaves on a Tuesday. So he usually gives us three adjustments, one for each day that he's here. So that's a bargain in, in my mind. But normally he charges, he's been charging 500 pesos. He said, I've got to raise my rates to 600 pesos. So he went up from 25 to $30 for his adjustments. And he's Belgian. He used to have a chiropractic school. His, both of his sons are chiropractors. They are still practice in Veracruz. So he is a phenomenal chiropractor, and I'm very thrilled that I get to um, receive treatment from him. So the colonoscopy was a huge success, you know, did the prep and went into the office. Like I said, it was a very lovely office, wonderful experience. They actually did charge me for lab work for biopsies. They did find five polyps, small ones, and hopefully they'll come back uh, negative and be fine. But it is something that I do want to pay attention to because, like I said, it is a preventable disease. Colon cancer is a huge killer. And especially if you've got a history in your family, it is something that you definitely want to take care of. This is something I think that People really need to understand the philosophy here is really not about, 
you know, how much do you pay for coverage? It's about being able to have access to good quality, really top shelf care at a very small price. You know, I didn't really worry about coverage. I There are some more wellness benefits in the policy that I have, but the fact that I only pay $131 a month, that's $1,500 a year. Now, when I was in Florida and we were shopping on the exchanges for coverage, that was the monthly cost of insurance that we were looking at paying. And I saw recently, there was an article that I read, I think it was in Market Watch, and they said, oh, they, they were saying that you need to, retirees need to plan for about 300000 in medical costs uh, in retirement. And then the article was saying, well, that's actually too low. It really, you need to plan for uh, more like a million dollars in medical care. And that doesn't even really uh, include long-term care if you need to go into like an assistant living field. And I'm thinking to myself, a million dollars just for, for health care? Are you kidding me? Like that That's just insane. How is, how is someone ever going to retire? That's not to live on. That's just for medical care. I refuse to participate in that system. And I am thrilled that we have the ability to access such wonderful care, such uh, highly talented human beings in an environment that is not putting profits over people. And so I wanted to share this personal, very personal and private experience with you to give you a glimpse of a different way of accessing healthcare. We're not talking about billing codes. We're not talking about a opaque system that where they don't even want you to know what the cost is. As I was watching the uh, 60 Minutes segment, the reporter actually had them pull out a whiteboard and explain how this elaborate system of billing works and pricing. And you've got the drug manufacturers over here, and you've got the patients and the hospitals and caregivers over here. And, and in the middle, you've got the middlemen, and they're the ones that are sucking up all of the money. So the drug manufacturers are being paid a pittance, which is why they're stopping the manufacture of these drugs. And the people who are needing the drugs are paying high prices because the middlemen, whether it's the insurance companies or these third-party negotiators that um, you have to go through as a manufacturer or you get blacklisted, I mean, it sounds like a cartel to me. That is exactly what a cartel is when you're controlling prices like that. It's like the mafia, Right. And, you know, controlling the distribution of liquor. Oh, you want to sell booze, you're a bar or you're a liquor store. You can't just go directly to the manufacturer. Oh, no, you have to go through these distributors that charge exorbitant prices and then uh, pass on. It's the same thing. And that's exactly what's happening with the insurance companies as well. If you look at the profits that these insurers are, are making, they're obscene. And it's the hospitals are getting squeezed, the doctors, the nurses, the caregivers are getting squeezed, and the patients are getting squeezed, and the fat cats in the middle are the ones that are causing this. And big pharma, we know, is a big part of this, this cartel. It's a, uh, the U.S. medical system is run like a cartel. I uh, mentioned the colonoscopy. I tried to get a colonoscopy before we left Florida, and I was not able to because my insurance that I had at the time only had a $600 allowance for a colonoscopy. And I knew it was not going to, it was going to cost me more than $600. So I called my doctor and I said, how much do you charge? And he, and their office actually said, well, we just, we don't charge, we just bill and we get paid whatever the insurance company pays us. 
And I go, well, how can I find out what my insurance company pays? And they're like, well, well, you have to call them. And so I called and they said, oh, well, we can't tell you that. That's a private contract. It's confidential. That's a contract between the doctor and, and us and, and the patient can't know that. And I'm like, but wait a second, I'm the one that's paying the premium. And it just, the whole thing was just so absurd. And then I looked at my old bills and I saw there was an anesthesiologist and I don't know how much he charges. And I didn't know how much that was going to be. And I didn't know whether he was in network. And then there was the hospital facility because he didn't have a cute little clinic. Like when I went to in Cancun, he had was using an outpatient facility of a hospital. And so they had their prices that they charged. And you have all these other parties that are involved in this procedure and they're all billing different rates and you don't know what the, it, it, it was in the thousands. If I want, and I, I wish I would have kept them. I, I may have, they may be in my storage in Florida, but as I looked at those bills at the time when I, in 2017, before we left, I said, I got to figure this out because I don't want to go through this procedure, I could end up owing thousands of dollars, potentially $10,000 for a freaking colonoscopy that I just paid $400 for in Cancun five years later. It just didn't make any sense to me. And so did some research. There was a lot of ads. You've probably seen the two for this uh, Cologuard. That was still $600. And I thought, well, at least I have that covered through my plan. Well, as it turns out, it wasn't. They're like, oh, no, that's for colonoscopy, not for uh, uh, at-home uh, stool sample test, which is how that works. It it was the best I could do at the time. And so that's what I did. So now I'm thrilled to be able to have the uh, services that I need at an affordable price and know that I'm getting just top shelf hair. So I hope you um, enjoyed this little talk today. It's so, so important for us to understand what's going on in this, especially as we get older and we don't really want to have those surprises. We don't want to be wiped out financially or be a part of this, this cartel system. I don't anyway. So that's what I have for you tonight. And I will look forward to seeing you in circle. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit paradisechecklist.com and download our free Paradise Checklist to start your journey. We'd also love for you to become part of our Claim Your Dream Life community. Thank you for listening.